Hello, friends. Welcome to the Focus to Evolve podcast, where we uncover modalities, habits, and technologies that enable people, teams, and organizations to break the unhealthy trance of busyness and evolve into a calm, deliberate, and healthy way of accomplishing far more in less time. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Focus to Evolve podcast. We've got another episode coming your way today. I'm coming off of a four-week just road bender. I mean, I have been traveling like a fiend, and I'm thankful for that. I've been able to share a lot of these fun modalities of effectiveness with people of many industries and many cities and and many sectors. Super thankful for that, but uh, back in the studio today. And this podcast episode is going to be interesting. We might even get a little bit out of bounds. I don't know. We'll, We'll see. (laughs) <laughs> the title of this one, as you, uh, you probably already saw, is Altered States for Ultra Accomplishment. And the reason that I wanted to have a little monologue on this is because as we go through these trainings, uh, I'm often approached by people afterwards, and they're, they kind of get curious. They know I, I'm quite a curious guy when it comes to finding all the advantages and the edges that, that us humans can take to really max out our accomplishment per minute. Yeah, for me, it's kind of like a ratio. Uh, How many calories went in, how many minutes went in, and how many units of accomplishment came out? That's kind of what it is. I mean, it's the formula, right? So we want to max that ratio out, or that formula, I should call it, not necessarily ratio. But one of the things, being a human, one of the levers you can pull is utilizing altered states. So this is really a chemistry conversation. It really is. I mean, humans are just walking bags of chemistry with some minerals, (laughs) with some kind of a weird intelligence that allows these vibrations to kind of form as systems. And here we are walking around as humans. And uh, it doesn't really seem like that at the macro level. When I look at you, you just look like a person. Uh, But when you really dig in and double click and zoom in and zoom in and zoom in, uh, those, those, uh, you know, like uh, the skin becomes... Um, cells, cells become molecules, molecules become atoms, atoms become, uh, you know, what's inside there? Let's go back to seventh grade. Uh, the protons and neutrons and the electrons and then underneath that, and then we're getting into the, you know, the subatomic world. And now you're getting into quarks and tetrahedron and all kinds of things all the way down to the theorized max Planck length or Planck length, it's called that's a thing that's so small that they have to measure it in speed of light, how fast it travels across a distance of almost nothing. So it's strange. We don't know where it all ends, but I, you know, I've kind of wrapped on that in other podcasts. We don't want to get too far down there. Rabbit hole. We're just these chemical things. Uh, we're 99% water by molecular count. And by volume or by weight, we're, I think, around 70% water. So, you know, we really are influenceable depending on what goes into our mouths, our, you know, the water, what gets exposed, what gets processed by our liver, our kidneys, and our large intestine, and all this stuff. And every little molecule or every influence that we put out from our environment towards our body does absolutely alter our state. It either helps us to vibrate in a more effective manner or vibrate in not such an effective manner, in a stressful way or in a way that helps us to optimize and be able to be centered and accomplish a lot in a balanced way. So who all can participate in this idea of deliberately altering your state? 
So we're going to talk about kind of engineering this in and what it means and who all can do it. But the truth is, all humans can participate in this. It doesn't matter how much money you're making. It doesn't, well, I shouldn't say it doesn't matter. It does. You know, there are influencers around finances. But everyone has access to modalities that can alter your state, either upwards or downwards, or beneficially or non-beneficially. And so you don't really have to be some elite performer or have access to crazy resources, as you're going to hear here. In the second half, when we when we get into how how do people alter their state towards more optimized ways, what an altered state is? It's really just I want to go to a classic definition of altered state. It's basically just you doing something that made your standard consciousness or awareness shift whether that be, again, shifting upwards or downwards. <laughs> I don't like good and bad. I'm getting allergic to good and bad. Uh, but I will say, help you to shift beneficially or non-beneficially according to your goal. So it's all relative. You know, Do you want to be happier or want to be sadder? Do you want to be less stressed or more calm? All these things, that's what alter state management is all about. Some of them are so obvious. Like one of the altered state compounds out there is food. What's going in your mouth? If you're eating Chick-fil-A and McDonald's, uh, hey, that's a great treat. But if that's like 70% of your diet, your serotonin levels that are produced in your gut, 90% of serotonin is produced in your gut, that's your happiness, that's your contentment neurochemical, that's not performing. And you are going to be depressed. Mathematical certainty. So if you have you know those kind of concerns, well, then check out your diet. Those are the molecules you're giving your body to work with, which will alter your state. In this case, definitely negatively. Now, I still indulge in a, in a good Chick-fil-A here and there. I love that new uh, spicy pimento chicken sandwich they came out with. Man, I get one of those about once every two weeks. I get a Domino's pizza, a Brooklyn style every once in a while, and I'm not being advertised. I just grew up on that, and I just love it. But it's a treat. It's like once every week and a half, once every three weeks or so. But most of the time, 80% of the time, I'm eating stuff that humans haven't really processed. If it grew out of the earth, I throw it in my mouth. If a human touched it, I look at it pretty carefully. And then some of the stuff with all the dyes and the preservatives and the GMO, everything, the whatever, I yeah, I still participate in that. But it's a very small portion, and I do treat it like a treat. So food is an interesting altering state compound that you need to manage. You just need to become aware of it. You need to get educated on it. And what you're seeing on TV, the the commercials and stuff, <laughs> you, you just throw that out immediately. Uh, I, I can't believe that the world has been brainwashed to think that orange juice is an ultra healthy thing. Uh, they advertise that it has vitamin C in it. And it is almost no different from a can of any kind of soda. It's just a glass of raw dog sugar to spike your glucose levels and then have you crash and continue to add to the pre-diabetic problem that this whole world is dealing with, at least in the West. So uh, it's just things like that. Like You have to just throw away what we think you know begin as a full-grown adult re-examining real information and being able to decipher between what is marketing and what is not. And those marketers, they can get pretty sneaky. They make it look like data and science and all that. So I don't want to spend much time on the food thing, but just know that that is an altered state compound that needs to be well-managed. If feeling amazing and being high-performing with high-octane energy and feeling great and having fun in your life is important to you. It's probably the most important variable, actually. So let's move on to some of this other stuff, though. Um, today, we're going to cover 
a couple of the entry points of altered states. And there are a couple ways to do this. We're not talking about just, you know, compounds and chemicals and things. There are things you can do that are very natural that will alter your state dramatically. I participate in these. I've been a biohacker since, man, I'm Steve Pavlina. <laughs> he used to have a blog. This is before YouTube. He used to have a blog I was listening to. And uh, he was a biohacking machine. I don't know what he's up to these days, but he was doing all kinds of goofy stuff. I enjoyed watching him because he was into polyphasic sleeping and he was into intermittent fasting and all this before Tim Ferriss and all the gang came along and made all that cool stuff popular. But I'm going to share with you today some thoughts, some ideas around some basic entry into altered states of being that you may not be used to yet. Probably some of you are, some of you may not be. But there are two categories, really. So when you're trying to alter your state, whether beneficially or negatively, that's according to you, because only you know what beneficial or non-beneficial is for you. This is all about know thyself. Anything we ever teach here at Focus to Evolve, bounce it off your knowings and your understandings and your deepest true self-desires. When people alter their states, they're usually trying to do it in one of two situations. In personal situations social situations, in, in other words, or professional situations. In other words, they're trying to be higher performers in their job or you know, have a more clear state of mind or more energy, more mental clarity, things like that. The third area where they're trying to alter their state in many cases is when they are alone, when they're going inside. And so those are really the three main places, personal, professional, or just going inside, going alone. And people try to get into altered states to assist them and supplement them in those ways. All right, so how can humans alter their states? There are thousands of ways, including just using your mind. There's so much out there and so many amazing people talking about this, ranging from Joe Dispenza to Tony Robbins, of course. He's very much into uh, priming, he calls it. In the morning, you prime, you, you set your state. So he alters your state from sleepy wake-up mode to very thankful, focused mode. And he's got some cool exercises around that. YouTube those guys if you want to know how to use your mind to alter states. I want to talk about three different entry points into altering your state in the way you might want to. Okay, the first one is basically rhythmic movement or activity. So when I say rhythmic movement, you all will probably know what this means. A lot of people listen to music to alter their state, whether they want to feel more melancholy, go inside. Sometimes sad music is amazing for some reason. It, it really is. I, I participate in that. Sometimes you want, you know, up, up the volume a little bit. You want to get into some angry music. You want to, you know, get into some hard beaten techno music or whatever your jam is. You know, rhythm and music, it alters states. We don't need to spend any time on that. And if you haven't really dug deep into whatever lights you up in terms of rhythmic beat music, definitely do that. Give that a go in your life. You'd be shocked how effective it is. Also, as it relates to rhythmic rhythm and movement, running is fantastic. I have a very close friend who he, he runs, my father-in-law runs, they run, run. It's that rhythmic do, 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 do. And then you put some music in with that. They all say that that's, that's their flow time. That's their, their, they get in their zone there. And uh, there's no doubt about that. Running is a wonderful way to do some awesome thinking. And you're kind of away from the world. You know, people can't be chatting with you and messing with you when you're out there running on the trails or whatever. That's a fantastic altered state entry is running or any kind of rhythmic music uh, or movement, rowing, 
a lot of different kinds of uh, yogic practices are sprouting up that have a lot to do with rhythm. Uh, my wife teaches a yoga that is really centered around tribal beat for women specifically. And man, they just love that. And it's, it's because they are altering their state. They come out of that thing, especially after final Shavasana, when they're laying there after that rhythmic beat. And it just absolutely puts them into a state of bliss for hours afterwards. And so these are the practices. And that's rhythmic, that's movement, and that's the activity. Another thing that has to do with an activity that you can do to alter your state is hot exposure or cold exposure. Just use YouTube if you want to get into, you know, sauna and how to do sauna and when are the chemical benefits in your body and all that. Same with cold. I know um, I, I've been doing Wim Hof's method for well over nine years now, and a lot of people came on board with that in the last five years. If you haven't yet really heard Wim Hof or what he's up to around cold exposure, around breath work as well, and around intention setting. Those are the three pillars of the Wim Hof method. He is one interesting cat, very charismatic, and he's kind of a mystic as you'll see, he'll try to explain it with science, and it's always kind of cute and funny. But he, you know, he he really has been studied, and he has broken some weird laws of physics. <laughs> he holds a world record for longest cold exposure and heat exposure, running desert marathons and in uh, the Sahara Desert. He's done all kinds of things. He's literally just kind of broken the laws of human capability, kind of like David Goggins too. Except for Wim Hof wants the whole world to to really learn how in terms of cold exposure along with breath work and intention setting. So that's another set of activities you can do to alter your state. If you haven't gotten into cold exposure, whether it be cold showers or heat exposure, they have these infrared saunas you can put in your garage and in your basement. Now they cost like, uh, you know, you can get them from $800 to $100,000. <laughs> but I did actually go ahead and bite the bullet and I put a cold plunge pool in my basement right next to a sauna and I use that three to four times a week, and I, I, I guarantee it. It has made a major, major upgrade in my life, uh, my attitude. When I get in that thing at the end of a hard week, forget about it. Like it, All the stress melts off. It doesn't have a chance. I walk out of there a completely altered human. I get back to my center. So that's an activity you can do, hot and cold exposure. In addition to all of this, I'd be remiss not to mention breath work as a highly effective and natural alternative for altering your state. Now, there are a lot of breathwork options out there, so many paths, it's insane. In fact, um, I know, you know, I already mentioned Wim Hof, and he deals with, uh, you know, where he learned it was from the Tomo monks in the, in the Himalayas, or as Ram Dass says, the Himalayas. <laughs> uh, but, you, you know, that's a fantastic way, and there are lots of fingers around that one. Um, if you're interested in giving altered states a try through your own breath, I mean, it's right there, it's 100% natural, and wow, is it effective. Two entry points, I would say. Just search on YouTube for holotropic breathing or holotropic breath work. You could put in guided holotropic breath work, and that's um, that's going to get you down a rabbit hole. Just try one. Try one that's 20 minutes, 40 minutes, one hour, two hours. You can go to all levels, uh, but you don't really need too much. I mean, even 20 minutes in, you're going to be like, oh, wow, 
yeah, I'm not feeling any pain anymore. <laughs> it's really seriously fascinating. Uh, the other thing you might want to Google or YouTube search for is something like guided transformational breathing or uh, transformational breath work. Just any combination of those things are going to get you a thousand guided YouTube videos to try and you won't regret it. it. It really is. It's amazing that you can alter your state to that degree just with something that you naturally have, and that is your very own breath. So give that a try. We'll be right back after this brief message. You've got questions, we've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Welcome back to the Focus to Evolve podcast. So that was the first how-to in terms of experimenting with altering your state in beneficial ways. I'm going to promote the beneficial ways. <laughs> I'm not going to promote the other ways, but hey, have fun. It's, it's you. And the second entry point into an altered state is kind of the, the opposite of movement and rhythm. It's actually stillness, or you could actually put in here meditation or use your own word, prayer. Whatever your path is, put the word in there, but it's going inside. It's turning off the outside stimulants. There are some people who say, Jay, I can't meditate, man. My mind is just a monkey mind. It's going 1,000 miles an hour. Well, that, that's the case with all healthy humans. Uh, meditation isn't quieting your mind. There's no such thing as stopping thoughts. That's a very ignorant statement. Thoughts aren't really even yours. It'd be the same as you saying stop hearing. You're, you're not going to be able to stop hearing. We don't have that capability. Thoughts just come up. It's the way we are. And so meditation is just becoming the observer of those thoughts and letting them float on off like little bubbles going out to loving neutrality. Just, oh yeah, oh yeah, there you go. Thanks for coming. Bye-bye. Don't need you to stick to me right now. <laughs> That's what meditation is. If you are a person who has tried to meditate and it just doesn't work for you, there is one app that is my personal favorite for entry. If you've tried to meditate, didn't it just didn't work for you, no matter what, tried the breathing thing, didn't work. There's an app called Insight Timer. If you haven't tried it yet, it is a beautiful app and it's got a lot of different themes and it's fun. They, they mix it with a little bit of music. They mix it with different kinds of modalities and different teachers, different lengths. You can do little three-minute things, or you can do one-hour things that are much deeper and more profound. But Insight Timer, I think it's free. In fact, I know it's free. And then you can obviously pay to upgrade to be more involved in stuff. But 
that's a fantastic start point. If you like apps that help you with meditation and stillness and getting back to your center, and you want something that's uh, probably a little more advanced than Insight Timer, if you're a person who just really likes to understand the mechanisms of actions of what's going on out there, there's an app out there by Sam Harris. You may know his name if, you're, if you've kind of done some deep diving into meditation and mindfulness and all that and awareness. It's called Waking Up. Now that one's a little more serious. That one kind of really digs in and you got to really be, you know, in it to win it for that one. In my opinion, some beginners said that they liked it. Uh, most people say it's a little, gets a little bit over their heads. Either way, there are two options, more beginner or more for one. If, if you aren't much of a meditator, Insight Timer would be a great start point for you. Just look it up on your app store on your phone. And then Waking Up by Sam Harris is another one, but for the more advanced, the ones who want to go a little deeper. And lastly, always remember when it comes to meditation or finding stillness, it's really as simple as this. Close your eyes, lean back, and just pay attention to your breath. And every thought, the 3,000 thoughts you will have every five minutes, just bring it back to your breath over and over and over. And that muscle gets stronger and stronger. And soon you get to just watch your thoughts instead of being your thoughts. So stillness, when you get good at that, when you practice that, even if you just get good at three to five minutes every sitting, that alters your state. Your chemical situation comes back to homeostasis. And wow, do you feel different? You'll treat people different. You'll treat your customers different. You'll treat your family and your loved ones differently. You'll just be more centered. You'll be your higher self. That's what stillness is all about. That's what meditation and prayer is all about. So I'd encourage you to do that second way of entering altered states. So first is rhythm, movement, and activity. Next is stillness, meditation. That's number two. Now the third one, this one's where we're going to go out of bounds a little bit. So I hope you're ready. Put your seatbelts on. Put your helmets on. <laughs> Chemical compounds for altered states. Wow, is this a big economy. The altered state economy in terms of beverages and whew, all the stuff, the supplements, the, all of it is just, man, multi, multi, multi-billion dollar industry. And we're talking about all kinds of chemical compounds. I don't think anything's out of bounds. In fact, people talk about drugs and they talk about this and that. That's, that's just... That's literally almost just marketing. I think everyone has probably heard of Paracelsus who'd said that poison is in the portion. That's just completely true, in my opinion. And I am not an expert, so throw all this away if you'd like, but I've been uh, dabbling in these areas and doing a lot of study over this stuff for the last several years from real PhDs and real universities and real research. And it's true, poison is in the portion. Uh, right here in Northeast Ohio, where I'm from, there was a mom who was in a water drinking contest to win her son a new uh, Xbox. She drank a lot of water, way more than the average human should, and she died of hyperhydration. Uh, water, H2O, killed her. So yes, poison is in the portion, even something as essential as water. So when you're talking about other chemical compounds, there are some that are very common, some of these, what we call drugs or chemical compounds. Coffee, yeah, that alters our state. That gives us mental clarity. Uh, alcohol, anybody ever take a sip of alcohol? You bet. A little, little bit is decent. A lot can be real fun, but starts to get damaging, and too much is too much. And uh, if you went to college, you probably experienced that. Or <laughs> uh, Nicotine is another one. Nicotine has amazing cognitive benefits, but when 
packed in with all those other chemicals that the tobacco companies throw in those cigarettes and things, it is extremely nasty for your health and well-being. Marijuana is really coming on the scene now more and more, I should say legally. I don't think it's changed in usage at all. I just think it's now legal. So those are the common ones everyone's kind of becoming familiar with and more familiar with. But then you got the ones that are considered kind of out of bounds. Think in terms of psilocybin or, or mushrooms or ketamine or LSD or on and on and on, the psychedelics. Um, those are the ones where um, Nixon and the gang definitely bashed that out very effectively. Everyone knows that frying pan with the eggs and this is your brain on drugs. And it, it's so interesting. When you look at the data, it's it's just something. I'm not even gonna comment on it, but I, could, I cannot encourage you enough. If you are a person who is becoming curious about the benefits of up-leveling your awareness and your consciousness with any kind of psychedelics. I do not recommend it or not recommend it. I recommend that you become educated, not by government-funded advertising, but by actual research. There is one video out there. It's a sec six or seven-minute video by Dr. Matthew Johnson over at Johns Hopkins University. Search for it on YouTube. It was released by um, a channel called Big Think. And the video title is The Real Risks of Psychedelics, uh, explained by an expert. And this is Dr. Matthew Walker of Johns Hopkins talking about, he puts this chart up and he said, according to the latest research, and I'm not going to argue with Johns Hopkins, okay, that's a research institution. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a bad idea to think that that is uh, just totally uh, fluff. So he puts this chart up and in terms of harmful chemical compounds, uh, you got all of these these quote unquote drugs listed, and I do mean all of them, from ranging from LSD to ketamine to uh, GHB, and all the way up to alcohol, which is leading the pack by multiples, and I mean by multiples. It's comical how much more dangerous alcohol is <laughs> than any of the other bad drugs. So it's again all about the portion. And the respect and doing it properly, uh, doing it with ritual, with ceremony, even in my relationship with coffee, I have backed down tremendously. And now I'm drinking coffee two to three times per week, and I only have to drink half of a cup per serving now. And that actually gets me this, this renaissance man boost. And I just love it. Oh my gosh, it's so much fun again <laughs> to drink a cup of coffee. Because I got rid of that one to three per day thing, and I was just just completely exhausted from it. I didn't realize until I was out of it. Uh, but the adrenal fatigue is real. Adenosine, caffeine is basically a molecule that blocks your adenosine reuptake receptor. So when you drink a cup of coffee, uh, that adenosine blocks your receiver of a chemical called adenosine, which is your body's way of saying, I'm tired. So it blocks your body's way of saying, I'm tired. Meanwhile, the, the coffee or the caffeine adds uh, norepinephrine and dopamine. So it, it hits the accelerator and it blocks your body's ability to let itself know when it's tired. And we wonder why every human walking the earth right now is subclinically depressed. We all have nonspecific general anxiety, heart disease through the roof, and all these other things. Like, why are we such a sick society? Well, uh, it's interesting that nobody's putting a check on caffeine and the levels of caffeine. So I'm not demonizing 
anything. I'm demonizing the disrespect by which we are consuming it. So make coffee a treat again. Begin your journey. I would invite you to begin your journey of windling off of it, allowing yourself to have that treat maybe three times, four times a week, and just feel that coffee high again. It's glorious. But you have to get the you have to get those levels cleared out of your system and go through that nasty headache of unaddicting yourself. If you've ever tried to quit caffeine if you're a longtime coffee user, it's serious business. You are you have a real chemical addiction and it's not good for you. And you do have to pay the piper. That that headache and that three or four or six days that happens when you when you're kind of weaning off of it, it's no fun. But on the other side of that, you can reintroduce caffeine to, in a more healthy way. And that's the same with everything. I don't demonize alcohol. I have dramatically reduced it, especially after watching this uh, video that I just shared with you from that Dr. Matthew Johnson. Wait till you see what alcohol is. I can't believe it's legal. Like statistically, in bodily damage to self and others, which is wild. So I don't really know what the measure points were, but it was multiples. Alcohol was multiples more dangerous to self and others compared to every other compound. So I'll let you watch that and start that rabbit hole for yourself. One other suggestion, if you are starting to become curious about the benefits or advantages or the warnings of psychedelic utilization, uh, it would be, you know, I really enjoyed the, um, it's a Netflix series, I believe. It's called How to Change Your Mind by uh, Michael Pollan over at UC Berkeley. Just an amazing piece on really getting your head around all this. Like, what's everyone talking about? Why are they utilizing it? How does it help with healing trauma? How does it help with mind expansion and awareness elevation and uh, things like this? So that's a great start point, too, if you're starting to hear about this and uh, you want to learn a little bit more about it. But the idea here, again, is to any time you use chemical compounds to alter your state, it is brutally important to really do a couple things. First, get educated on the compound. What is the mechanism of action? What's it doing to your body? How much is too much for you? And you really can't listen to too many others on that. I mean, I, I have people who can drink a 12-pack of beer every night of the week, and they're totally perfectly functioning in the day. For me, I'd be dead. You know, I have others who one sip of alcohol, they're throwing up for three days. So just know thyself, experiment with yourself and get really, really educated, especially on some of those other compounds um, that are really more in clinical trials finally and, and things like that. Beyond that is to make sure that you are the one making the decision for yourself and not the momentum of society or peer pressure or going out for drinks again with the company. Yeah, that's, it's, it's that kind of pressure that keeps us all really well adjusted to a sick society, but it's no sign of health. We need to be the ones that advocate for our own health. So in the end here, yes, altered states are amazing. And there are many entry points into it from rhythmic movement to going into stillness to chemical compounds, some of which we mentioned today, and there are many others. And I don't advocate for any of that or against any of that. What my advocation is, is to check it all out yourself, get educated, 
make sure you're listening to the right sources with real PhDs behind their names who have really done the real work and not um, Uncle Bobby or Joe over there who uh, may or may not have a PhD in those very specific compounds and you know results in life. So um, there we go. This was a fun episode. It's a it's an area where I just love to talk about. I I, I almost get into conversations on this with every group that I train. And so I wanted to get some of this out of my head and share it with you. I hope that some of it has kind of, you know, open your eyes to some new ways of looking at these things. Um, I am into yes and, I appreciate divine paradox, and to uh, always remember that certainty, certainty is the ultimate form of ignorance because you do not learn when you are certain. And no human knows all ends. This cosmos is way too complex for that. So the same applies for altered states, chemical compounds, and how to best manage your mood and your states of being so that you can be the highest performing person for those you serve out there in the world. So with that, I'm going to check on out here and get on to my next task for the day. And I wish you all an amazing, calm, authentic, and deliberate day ahead. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Special thanks to our producing director, Bridget Coyne, and audio engineer, Ian Douglas. I'm your host, Jason Henkel, thanking you for tuning in today and inviting you to like and subscribe to this podcast. Also, if you think this may help others in your personal or professional network, please share today's episode. Until next time, I wish you a calm, deliberate, and authentic week ahead. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.